Welcome to Connections. I'm Mike Tom. Colleen Hood is off today. Our guest today is Merv Peters. He's a Canadian financial expert and he has an interesting hypothesis on how people can experience more financial freedom and happiness in their lives by giving their money away. It's an interesting conversation. It also has to do a great deal with our spirituality, he says. Merv, one of the things I noticed when we talk behind the scenes, one thing that's very clear to me and very obvious to me is you're not just passionate about helping people uh, get control of their finances. You're very passionate about looking at money from a godly and a biblical perspective. Why is that? Where's that come from for you? It's an excellent question, and it's been a long journey for me because I've been in this industry for a long time and always dealing with people and their their finances. But for a number of years, what has really puzzled me and bothered me, I guess, is we have wonderful churches, we have wonderful ministries, organizations doing things that we value and believe in, and yet they are often struggling for finances, and they have visions as to what they would like to do and what they could do if they only had more resources available to them. Yeah, I've been that pastor at year end asking more money, more money, please. We committed to this budget and we're short, right? Why do you, why do you think that is? I'm, I'm wondering whether it's a sense of what we believe, whether God has anything to say about our money mm. and anything to say about our finances. And for me, that has been part of the journey, I think, as to what do I believe. And kind of the question is that what we do with our money you know, is that really any of God's business? Right. And if I, if I believe that God created me, that he is the creator of everything, then everything that I have is a gift from him. And so if he owns everything, I am not the owner. I am simply then a manager or a steward. But if I believe this is mine, I've worked for this, this is mine, I can do whatever I want with it, that's how I will function. I think there is a big disconnect now, right? Even for us Christians, we fall into that trap of we look around and, well, I've worked hard, I went to school, and I've done this, and I, I yeah, I provided this house and this home and this paycheck, it's all me, 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 and my <laughs> hard work, right? I think we all fall into that trap sometimes thinking that way. I, I think we do, and I think we feel, well, as long as I give you know, a little bit to the church or to ministries every now and then, I've kind of done my thing. And I think part of what it does to me, if I if I try to wrap my head around this notion that I'm managing God's stuff, it's I think it's both very humbling, but I think it's also quite exciting and inspiring to think that the God of the universe is asking me and you to join him on this venture that he is doing kingdom work way beyond what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And he's inviting us to be a part of that. Uh, that That's, I think, a bit frightening. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But it's, like you said, exciting too. And so here's a good question then. Like, why should I give? Like, does God need my money? If he's God of the universe, does he really need my, my tithe every week? No, I don't think he needs anything. And I think scripture speaks to that uh, also. I think he knows that we need it, hmm. uh, that when we release some of that, it frees, I think it frees the bondage that money can have over us. Uh, because I think money can have quite a stronghold 
on us, uh, and that in some ways we almost worship money, right? that it becomes kind of our golden calf uh, because it's what gives us, I think, a sense of control, that if I have this money or if I have more money, I have more control over my life. And I think by releasing some of it, we're saying to God that you are the the author of everything. Yeah. And I'm going to try and trust you a little bit. It, it's funny, like you think of giving money away, and that doesn't sound like a very freeing thing, right? But actually, it can be one of the most freeing experiences in our faith journey, I think. I, I think it can. And I think especially if we can get on board and realize or, or, or change our thoughts on it that this is not an obligation, but mm. this really is a privilege. And that, again, it comes back to, and if I believe that everything is from God, then it's really not mine to choose as to, well, I'm going to give 5% or 2% this month. It's like, God, what do you want me to do with what you have given me this week or this month or yeah. this, this year? It is yours. What are you trying to do in the world, kingdom work in the world, that you're asking me to be a part of? And I think if we can wrap our heads around that, I think a lot of the things that we spend money on will lose kind of their, their glitter. This will create a different kind of an excitement that what is God doing with these resources that he entrusted to me and I release them back to what he's doing. Right. I would have a lot of fun with they just released the new uh, PlayStation 5s coming out soon. <laughs> but you know what? I think at the same time, I have a PlayStation, not former, but a 3 still. <laughs> but then I think, you know what? Okay, so I can get that. Or we can invest in some kingdom work. Mm-hmm. We can support a worker at Youth for Christ or a camp or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to invest in how many lives this year because of that money? And mm-hmm. and then those young lives are going to invest in other lives. That's pretty cool return on interest, right? That, that's a marvelous <laughs> return on investment. <laughs> yeah, that's a marvelous investment. And, and I think that's the, in a sense, the exciting vision that I think God has for us. I th- when, yeah, and you mentioned like the weight of giving, right? It's not meant to be a weighty thing. And Jesus talked about that, right? He says, my yoke is easy, right? Like mm-hmm. walking alongside me is meant to be easy, Jesus says. And then in Corinthians, Paul talks about the importance of giving cheerfully, right? Mm-hmm. And and do you find that like the more you've uh, dealt with this in your own life, like you're able to give cheerfully and freely, even when it's maybe difficult and uncertain, things like that? It has certainly been a journey. Yeah. It is still a, a journey. By no means am I where I would like to be on it. But I think just that sense of trying to remind myself that this is all God's, that I am his steward, I am his manager, helps me to, I think, be freer and to wonder, okay, I wonder what this money that I give, I wonder what it can do or will do in a far bigger picture that I may not even be aware of, but trusting God that he is doing good things with it. What a cool way to look at the world, right? And it's, I I think it can be exciting. Right. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's it's a journey for me. It's it's been a journey. Um, I'm still working on it and, and trying to trust that God does own everything and I'm a manager. 
Yeah. So when we switch our thinking, then God owns it and I'm the manager. What's that kind of look like? How does the decision process work and stuff if we're thinking of things that way? Well, I think if I have X amount of money and we've been thinking about purchasing something, I think prior it would have just been, well, we have the money. This we would want. We want this. Let's go buy it. Without even thinking, okay, but this isn't really my money. This is God's money. I should ask him, what are your thoughts on this? And this is by no means this, you know, I need to be poor and broke and give everything away. Right. Uh, because I, <laughs> Or give recklessly, or, right, or, where it puts you in a bad situation. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it is nothing of that. It's just, am I working in, in partnership mm-hmm. with God on this journey through life? Because finances, money touches everything that we do. Yeah. From the moment we wake up in the morning till we go to bed, money is flowing and money, we need money for our, if you drink coffee in the morning, breakfast, kids' clothing, kids' food, your mortgage. Money touches everything in our life. And I guess one of the things that has, I have found interesting that scriptures, there are more verses related to money than Faith and prayer and all of those things combined. And for many years, I have said to people, I think the reason is that God knew that would be his biggest competitor, hmm. money. Right, and it is, right? Because we chase after money so much, right? Cha- yeah. If only we chased after God half as much as we chase after money in the next promotion that brings the next raise and yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah, and and one of the things that I learned some years ago in, in, in reading a book was called um, Closing Your Circle. And it was because one of the interesting stats is as people's income goes up, the percentage that they give away actually declines. Well, that's interesting. Like we would sort of think, and I think often we say, well, if only I made more, yeah. I would give more. I'd, I'd be, be so free. generous, I'd right? I'd be so generous. <laughs> but statistically, it is just the opposite. Why like do you that, think that is? I'm not sure whether it's, again, I've worked hard for this. This is mine. And, you know, I used to give 1000 a year, and now I'm giving 1500 a year. So I'm giving more. Whether we feel well, that's that's okay, that's that's fine. But as, yeah. as a stat uh, or as a percentage, it has gone down. It goes down. And this is a book I read many years ago. It talked about closing your circle, and that was as a family, kind of defining for yourselves or coming to terms: how much do we need and want? And again, it's not just needs. What do we need and want to live a comfortable life for our family and provide well for our family? And come to terms with that, and then anything beyond, that is for kingdom work. I can do more. And again, I think in my experience in, re- in, in chatting to people or reading it, when they have done that, it has freed them because they've said, well, this is what it is comfortable for us. This is what we need. And anything beyond is extra. Now, lots of people say, well, we have no extra. We're right. already struggling to make ends meet. And again, I think that we then have to go back and say, well, do we believe that giving is a a spiritual discipline, the same as we're asked to pray, we're asked to um, read God's word, is giving. And if God says, I would like you to release at least 10% back to me, 
even regardless of what financial situation I'm in, am I willing to trust God that if I give that 10% away, am I going to starve? Yeah. Are they going to foreclose on my mortgage? I don't think so. I think if any of us took a 10% cut in our pay, we, we wouldn't starve. We would find ways. Yeah, you find ways, right? And you make ways to make it work. You and make ways to make it work. Seen time and time again in people's <laughs> lives. It's not a magic formula, right? But I've seen people who weren't giving anything, right? And challenge them as a pastor and they start giving and they start tithing. And mm-hmm. I don't know, something changes. I think maybe it's because they're paying closer attention to being uh, responsible with their money then so they can make it work. Maybe that's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, they're not hurting once they start tithing. It works out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, again, I think that's whether that's one of God's honoring us or we're honoring him by doing it and whether he's saying it works. Like, trust me, I am your provider. The dollar is not your provider. Yeah. We talked a bit with uh, Brendan from Fresh Ground about teaching your kids how to be financially responsible as well. And I think if you want kids to not only be financially responsible, but spiritually responsible, like this is an important lesson to not only be teaching, but as Brendan said, we need to be modeling, right? And showing your kids how to give freely and generously. Yeah. I think as parents, we tend to think our children are learning how to manage their finances elsewhere. And that is just not the case. Uh, that we They're not learning it in school. They're not getting it in their churches or from the public per se. Uh, we as parents are the ones that need to be teaching our children responsible money management. And as you said, we need to model it for them and, and help them. And I think the interesting thing is our children are looking to us for that, even if we feel inadequate. But, yeah. we, but they, they are looking to us, and if we're not giving it to them, I'm not sure where they're getting it from. Yeah, who's going to teach them, right? Yeah. And Well, we've run out of time today, but Merv's going to join us again tomorrow for part two of a conversation about freeing our finances up to give more and give generously. Don't forget, you can listen to today's conversation again at your radio station's website. You can also search for us wherever you get your favorite podcast and find it there. We'll talk to you again on Connections.